call me Dr. Jones, known as a night tripper. Got my satchel of green grease in my hand. Then we tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best, they call me the greedy man. Got many clients. What's up, everybody? Come from miles around. Hello. Running down my prescription. How you doing? Hello. Hello. I got medicine. Hello. Cure all y'all's ills. Hola. I got remedies of every Well, that's enough of the hello talk. Welcome. To the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. Dead motherfucker. And uh, I got a new episode for you. I'm sorry. It's very late. And um, it's just been a really weird week, to be honest with you. Um, we got some ice and snow at the beginning. And uh, I stayed up entirely too late. Monday evening, I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning because I knew for sure we weren't working the next day, and I'll be goddamned if I didn't wake up the next morning to the text message that said we were in fact going to work, and uh, didn't enjoy that too much. I got out of my house and actually ran through the very first stop sign I came through, like the first stop light, and... uh yeah, it was a hairy situation, and I hated it. So, uh, that was the start of the week. Tuesday, I'm here with the kid, and uh, we're just having fun, roughhousing, playing around. And he actually began to projectile vomit uh, around the living room. Not like anything I'd ever seen before. Like, the poor kid, he's only thrown up maybe twice. So he didn't even know what to do. He was just walking around, throwing up, and it was so much. I caught him, and uh, I was like, man, stop moving. And I yelled to my wife, and uh, she came out to help. And she offered to either clean up the vomit or to clean up the kid. And she said, well, I'll clean up the, the living room. You just take him to the back, and let's give him a shower. I said, cool. And then all of a sudden from the living room, I hear her start gagging and going, oh, I can't do it. Tag out. So I had to clean up vomit. Then every other day this week, just not really sleeping well. So it caught up with me Friday. I had to take a moment. I uh, actually, during lunchtime, I thought I was going to pass out, man. It was the weirdest fucking feeling. Like I didn't, I don't have the flu. I wasn't sick just I think I was just exhausted and it caught up with me finally so I had to take a nap uh had a buddy of mine wake me up it was actually funny it was like a fucking Vietnam flashback I jumped up off these chairs it's it's weird as an adult it's kind of strange getting to take a nap in the middle of the day you know like you don't get to do that very often so I appreciated it and that's why it's it's an awesome place that I work for because they care about you. <laughs> They'll let you take a fucking nap if you need to. But anyway, my guest this evening 
is a co-host of the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks internet radio program. It's a kind of an inspirational show for me. It's definitely one of the first podcasts I started listening to, and I enjoy it very much. And I'm hoping that with podcast month coming and just, you know, being around now and being able to at least conduct a halfway decent interview, I might hope to get some of the other hosts on. So that would be awesome. But tonight I have the the fourth mic, if you will, the the mascot of the show, Drunk. Now, I didn't really know what I was going to talk about with Drunk. I just figured we'd sit around and bullshit, and we ended up going for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So I'm going to go ahead on. We're going to, uh, I guess, get it rolling. And uh, we go all over the place, man. It, it's funny. We start out just smooth and then we get into this and that and the other and uh yeah i really enjoyed it and i'm glad he got to come by and have a chat so y'all sit back and enjoy the sultry sounds of drunkard stl (laughs) here now Call me Dr. John, known as a night tripper. A satchel of grease in my hand. Then it tripping up, back down the body. Test, test, toast, balls, hello. Is this love that I'm feeling? Hello? Hola, como esta? Hey, what's up, buddy? So it actually worked that time. <laughs> did Sounds you, good. Did you, you say, hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you great. Did you say an ad popped up while I tried to call? Yeah, my phone's fucking ridiculous, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just pops up on my home screen, like, yada, 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 try this Panasonic TV. Oh, my God, fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> like, seriously, right now, as I'm trying to hit the accept call button. <laughs> See, the problem is you've been watching too much porno on your phone, sir. You got all those bad Yeah, ads, must be it. Sir. <laughs> got to use that incognito browser. Keep them cookies up at your phone. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you comfy, cozy? You got everything you need? Uh, I'm good to go, sir. All right. Well, I don't really do intros. We just sit here and talk. But I would like to give a little bit of an introduction. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, from the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program, the sultry sounds of one Mr. Drunk 
aka drunkard stl on twitter aka ryan the the only other in-person member of the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program as of late (laughs) (laughs) jody b the man the myth the legend what's up buddy man not a lot it's actually kind of crazy i'm glad that i got a hold of you and uh you know i'm sure it was a little bit of jumping through hoops and everything but i'm glad to have you and uh it looks like you didn't have for you anything buddy it looks like you didn't have to wait too long to see what the end of that fucking football game was, huh? <laughs> no, I sure didn't. <laughs> I didn't it get was to a see smoke it. Job. I heard that it was a bit of an ass whipping. <laughs> that that it was. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't miss too much in my nap. <laughs> so it's Philly, New England. Is that the that's the deal? Philly, New England, a rematch. We'll see how this one goes. How did it go uh, uh, earlier this year? Did it happen earlier this year? No, it was like 2004, back when Donovan McNabb was playing still or something like that. So It seems like so long ago. I don't watch NFL, man. I really don't. And I barely watch college football anymore with this baby. Like, you know, I don't. you don't have kids, right? No? I do not, no. It is Knock a, on wood, buddy. Knock on wood. Dude. <laughs> None just, that I know about, at least. There's no fucking time for anything anymore. Like I don't watch football. I don't. I don't play golf. I don't do shit. I just work. And then sometimes I come in the office and I fuck around with the computer for a few hours and I make podcasts. But that's about it, man. There you go, man. Uh, how how old's the how old's the child? He's two. Just turned two. Yep, that's that's that age where you definitely don't. <laughs> You said, Can't even pour cereal from themselves yet. <laughs> you said you were taking a nap earlier, and it made me so jealous. Just I remember naps. I used to have those where you could just <laughs> lay down and be like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm not doing shit." And that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> it has been yeah quite some time. I, I I have the party man schedule where I work twelve to eight on most days. But on Sundays, I have to be up at 5.30 in the morning. i got to work a 12-hour day. So usually the first thing I do when I get home on a Sunday is take a nap. <laughs> so you kind of drop into the show. It's, it's funny because Mike likes to fuck with you and, and say that you're like a subsidiary member of the show, a mascot, if you will. Absolutely. But the reality of the situation yeah, for the is lo- you're, you're a big part of it. <laughs> for the but longest time, I was the guest host. That's right. <laughs> He just pop in and grab a coke. What's up, guys? So, <laughs> I've only listened for the like the last year or two. You were a friend of a, another host. Is that how that worked? How did you get involved with them? Like, you didn't know Mike beforehand, right? Um, well, I do. I did know Mike before we started the podcast. Uh, but with that being said, we weren't necessarily the closest of friends. Uh, and then my good buddy Paul, who used to be on the show. Um, he, he was the one that got me into it and I was actually on a lot before they were doing, um, the live show. And then once they kind of got into the live show, it was a couple months later, I started popping in every now and again. And then, uh, next thing you know, Paul has a, uh, work schedule change and he couldn't be on anymore. So. I kind of stepped up and took the third mic at the time. So, I think uh, I really appreciate your ability to do what I like to refer to as throwing a grenade into a conversation. Uh, 
it's it one of my favorite things is when you come in late in the show you know there's like 10 15 minutes left and you sit down and just kind of get a couple off you laugh a little and then right as the music's playing you say some shit and then the music stops and it goes hey what the fuck did you just say <laughs> and it's, 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 I, I try to do my best at that back in the day before it was me that was doing it, we used to call that a Napier bomb because Napier used to be the king of that. And then I, for some reason, I, I, I guess he just kind of slacked off on it. And I was like, uh, well, somebody, somebody needs to add the grenades to the show every now and again. So uh, I guess that person's going to be me. <laughs> that show this week was so good. I wish I could have been there to see Mike's face because he likes to say now oh, that he dude. was playing around. Like he, he said, it was a bit, it was a bit. I said, Mike, I've listened to enough of your no. show. <laughs> Yeah, let let him tell no you that was a bit all he wants. <laughs> the, the look on his face, the, he, he he had the foaming mouth, he had the, I'm fucking serious right now, this is some bullshit kind of face. I was like, dude, it's not that serious. You know you know Napier and what he does, so why why, why are you getting this angry about it? So and I, I guess we're we're putting the cart before the horse here. So so what happened on the show last week is right. Napier told us earlier that he was going to sit in and do the show live, like in the in the living room, like we normally do, because he's usually on Skype now. Because just like you, he's had a kid, and you know this and that. He he can't make it like live and in person anymore. So well, he, he told Mike, "Hey, I'm though. coming. Yeah. In, we're going to do the show live." And then, sure as shit, 45 minutes before the show starts, he's, he says he's got the poops, <laughs> which is Napier's way of saying, yeah, I'm not I'm, fucking coming because uh, I don't fucking coming. feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> and we always know this about Napier. If he says, hey, I got the poops, like, yeah, that's basically his way of saying fuck you. <laughs> right. I'm not coming, guys. Sorry. It's weird because having a kid now, I know that that first, because he's got a four-month-old. like He's got a baby baby. And uh, right. it is a lot, especially if that's the first kid. It is a lot of change right there in that first Absolutely. six months, dude. And so I get it. It is funny, though, that like I totally understand he's probably been blowing Mike off for uh, months. <laughs> and that was just it. That was the fucking well, straw that broke the camel's back. That at all. <laughs> and I think it's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, my, Mike. Mike takes it to heart, and those guys have been friends for, like, over 20 years, and I guess he's starting to see the, the, the friendship not be what it was, and, and he just kind of let it bubble over on Monday. <laughs> and it God was, damn it. It was quality podcast, that's for sure. It was so good, and that's what, uh, it sucks, I've talked to you kind of in, you know, private messages on Twitter about the, uh, the Grant Morrison episode or whatever, that one. Grant Morrissey, Morrison, whatever the fucking he's famous, yeah, 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 famous as fuck. And <laughs> poor Travis, he got ready, and it was just you know you can go back, you can't listen to that episode. It's it's long gone. That was a live only situation, but uh, yeah, there was a. Fumble. Were you listening live that night? I I came in literally as Mike 
So what happened is uh, Grant Morrison, Grant Morrissey, whatever, he's like a, a director Morrison, or a, yeah. a creator of it, some Apparently sort of he's thing. some famous uh, comic book writer, and now he's doing some show on Sci-Fi Channel called Happy or something like that. So And he's blowing up right now. So it was like a kind of a, a once in a lifetime, not once in a lifetime, but once in a, in a, in a year or so <laughs> chance of getting this dude before yeah. he gets super popular. And, and it's one of Travis Travis's heroes, Travis's is one of the guys on the show. So, so literally, I it's, it's I basically his hero. Turned it on right as Mike said, "Call back." So they they called Skype, had a bad connection. Mike said, "Oh, just call back," and everybody said, "No, what the fuck are you doing?" And it just it dropped, and then he goes, "Oh, Travis, I'm so sorry," and that was where I picked it up. So like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I thought and, and I. Oh. I don't know how your reaction to the rest of that show was, but I could do nothing but laugh the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> My face was actually hurting at the end of it. <laughs> and Mike just had this look of depression on his face the entire show. And it's like, what did I just do? What did I just do? <laughs> Me personally, that was my favorite podcast we've ever done. And Mike refuses to put it out there for the world. So <laughs> it's probably for the best. Cause I mean, you know, that was embarrassing for him. I mean, it sucks. Cause he's usually it, even though he seems like, I don't, you know, not, I don't want to say he's nonchalant, but he does. He puts a lot of work into his fucking production. He really does. Oh, absolutely. He, uh, I and, will say this. I, I do nothing for that show. And Mike is the backbone of the wheelbarrow full of dicks, uh, internet radio program. And he puts a lot of time and effort into it, and uh, he 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 does he does well for our our little thing we like to do on Monday nights. It's funny because I know that he really wanted that to go good, to go well. However, <laughs> you should say it. I know Travis was excited. Right. It just it's just a kick in the balls, just a kick right in the balls. You know, you got to just stand there and take it and go. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, especially with a get that big, even though, like, I had never really heard of the guy. Tra- like I said, this is one of Travis's heroes, and Travis said, said something to the effect of he couldn't sleep for, like, a week. That's how excited he was to talk to this guy. We had uh, Matt Chuck on from the Lotus cast, so he could talk to this guy. And it, <laughs> it, it just blew up and he... And Mike's silly little face. I could see nothing but laugh at <laughs> That laugh was a highlight because he was so serious, just breathing heavy and going, I'm so sorry. And then you hear, <laughs> you fucking squealing in the background. It's, it's beautiful. It's the best. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I try. I try to bring a little levity to the show because they do. They do try to get it to the serious side sometimes, and I'm like, no, let's reel back this back in. This is a comedy show. Nothing. It's not that serious. <laughs> well, for anybody that may cross over, if we have any listeners, um, I, I would not be doing any justice if I did not ask you a question about dressers uh, with coming on Absolutely. my show. Uh, Drunk is notorious for collecting dressers not hoarding not to be confused uh i believe you were asked recently if you were a, a hoarder or you consider yourself a hoarder and you said no <laughs> absolutely but you absolutely do have not, you do no, have sir. an innate amount of dressers in your house 
And uh, there are a couple other. Are there other random objects that you get shit about? Is it is it freezers? Do you have a lot of freezers in your kitchen? I have two refrigerators in my kitchen, and I personally don't think it's that bad. Um, Not that weird. Most people, you know, they they have their upstairs fridge and their downstairs fridge. I'm just fortunate enough to have enough space in my kitchen that I can have both refrigerators upstairs. Right. See, when I was a kid, we had two in our trailer, and there was one that we would put like food and stuff in, and then one we would put like drinks and shit in. So you. Absolutely. You know, so it, it's not that strange. And there was a freezer on both, and we would cram those full of shit. But we also had a stand-up freezer in there, too. So we had three, you know, refrigerator-sized devices in our tiny-ass kitchen, uh, yeah, at one point in time. So was, I'm, I'm with you on that. The dressers is the confusing one. <laughs> I understand wanting to put shit in drawers. I'm a fan. But uh, do you, have you ever had dressers on top <laughs> yeah, of dressers, Yeah, You got to keep your stuff organized. <laughs> So I have two dressers in my in my bedroom. I have a dresser each in my computer room and my um uh like guest bedroom if you will. Yeah. And then I also have a dresser in my dining room. And in the dresser in my dining room, I keep like, you know, Tupperware and tools and, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So <laughs> It is a shitload of dressers drunk. <laughs> I think in my house I mean, I've got two. Oh, I'm sorry. I also, I also have two dressers in my basement as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a shitload of dressers. Uh, I like dressers, man. It's a, they're they're a handy tool, and you can put a lot of stuff in there, and it doesn't make your house look like you're a hoarder. So even though people think that I hoard dressers. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Uh you know, my grandma, she was a pack rat, and she loved like yard sales. That was her shit. And so, I, yes, we absolutely were borderline hoarders. But like you, we had dressers and compartments and chest of drawers, the more vertical version of a yes, dresser, uh, all through the house. Sure, we would cram shit in there. So I, I understand. But we were kind of hoarders. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's just that, like you said, it keeps it secret when you keep everything put away. Well, that's the thing. So I feel like my grandmother, she she is a hoarder. Like if you go to her basement, you got the one aisle where you can walk this way and the one aisle that you can walk that way. And you can see the tops of the piles, but you can't see what's underneath the piles. Whereas my house isn't necessarily like that. It's a little, little bit more organized. You ever go to your grandma's house and go through her shit? Um, I had before, uh, a couple years ago, she had some flooding and there was just like newspapers from like the fifties and sixties that were just fucking wet as fuck. And I'm like, grandma, what the fuck do you have this nonsense for? <laughs> but you know, she's a, she's a depression era kid who they, they just kept their shit, man. I yeah. mean, I, so, I mean, I can't necessarily blame her. That's and what it is. She has nine kids, so I mean, you, you got you got to keep what you can keep. So, my mom's like that. I think if you don't have a lot of shit, you tend to hang on to all your shit, and that's just what it is. 
Um, I don't know, dude. Absolutely. Whereas I have no problem throwing something away if, if I okay. need to throw That's it. That's what I was going to say, man. Like, you got to break the cycle at some point. As long as you're willing to throw shit away, like, I can be, I can appreciate you just keeping some stuff. But some people just won't throw shit away. And uh, I'm not about that. I'm that, that bully. I've had to do it with my mom a few times and we clean shit out. And I'm just like, look, that's. That's garbage. Throwing it away. Come on. <laughs> Put it in the pile. Absolutely. But she's got some cool it's, shit. She's it's got, got, like, cassette tapes and stuff, so it's fun to go through my mom's shit. She's got 80s stuff. I can only imagine what your grandma's oh, yeah. shit would be. You might find a dead body off in that pile of shit, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely some dead rats, I'm sure of that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of a shame because, um, unfortunately, when my... Uh, grandparents on my other side of the family passed away i was i was uh not old enough to appreciate necessarily what they had yeah and apparently a lot of the stuff in their house just kind of got thrown away and this one time i'm like watching antiques roadshow yes and i'm like this painting is like the exact same painting that got thrown away at my grandparents house and they're getting like $180,000 for this thing. I'm like, what? (laughs) So God knows the fucking treasures that my ding-dong aunts and uncles on that side of the family just fucking put in the fucking dumpster. So, like you said, I, I, I... I kind of borderline on who, well, you never know. This this could be worth some fucking money someday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Shit, I would start on your grandma's basement right now. <laughs> Maybe I, even tell tomorrow. Me about it. I then I, I watch a lot of, you ever watch that show, Pawn Stars? Yeah, I love Pawn Stars. Yeah, some of the nonsense they bring in there that fucking brings in some money. I'm like, holy smokes, like for real? Like some of those toys from like the 60s and 70s, I guarantee you my grandparents have in their basement that just brings in stupid money so like you said i might need to go start ransacking over there here soon (laughs) how old are your grandparents um let's see here my grandpa was born in 1930 so that'll put him at uh 87 this year yeah or yep just turned 87 yep damn that's impressive and then my my grandmother will be 84 i guess so that's about as good as you can hope. Shit, my uh, wife's grandpa is 91 this year and still holding it together, man. Ooh. It's crazy people are living a lot longer, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. my grandpa is not necessarily as all together as he was uh, a couple years ago. He kind of lost his fastball, but, you know, he, he's still hanging in there, and I still love him to death, even though he tells me the same stories five minutes after he just told him to me. <laughs> dude my grandpa went out pretty hard uh the last six months or so he got real crazy like walking around the house with no pants on crazy like it was absolutely oh man it's it's nuts as as a matter of fact on christmas it was i just actually had the worst conversation with my grandpa because He's like, where are you living now? I was like, oh, Trotter Way. I've been living here for like five years now. Oh, Trotter Way? We were just out there pouring concrete last week. Why didn't you come out and see me? Now, mind you, my grandpa has been retired for 25 years. Right. (laughs) And he just told me he was out there the other week pouring concrete. I was like, oh, yeah, I I guess I didn't see uh, uh, you. What what else do you say to that? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) 
I wish that uh, I've always said when I get to be that age, I think I'm just going to go out one day. You know, like I've always said. Uh, the to the have suicide a, roller coaster. Have you seen that? I, I heard about the suicide coaster and I like that because somebody said when you decide to go, you should just have fun ways to do it. And I believe there was some comedian. It might have been Ralphie Mae that said ride a roller coaster without the seatbelt on, you know. Sure, sure, I know sure. you guys talked about it in an episode, so I know it's a thing. I like the idea of a, a suicide cruise. Like, you just go and just do all the drugs and get hammered for a couple days. There you go. And then right when they pull back into port, they just knock you in the head with a fucking bat and throw your ass over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they take your picture. Or just, th- or just throw you out in the middle of the sea, fucking, where you know you ain't coming back from that guy. <laughs> Yeah, you're fucking 85. You're definitely not swimming back. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know, dude. It's rough. I, I've lost both of my great-grandparents, and uh, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of them, and I didn't like the very end. Like I, I didn't make as much of an effort, and it's my own thing. That's how I dealt with it. Once they get to like hospital sure. shit, I'm like, I don't, I can't. I don't want to remember them like that, so I just wait. Well, apparently one of my great-grandparents lived to be like 101, and she died when I was like in my teenage years. Yeah. I had no clue she even existed. My parents like totally kept me away from her. They had no clue she even existed. <laughs> but that's how, that's how crazy she was already by the time I was born. So Sounds like you got some good fucking genes, man. How old are your parents? Uh, my parents are currently, uh, let's see here. My pops will be 60 this year, and my mom will be 58. Still so. doing good? Kicking? Getting out and enjoying life? Uh, yeah, my dad just fucking took a promotion at work two years ago. So. <laughs> it's crazy. It, you remember when we were kids and 50 was old? Did you remember what 50 looked like when you were a teenager? I don't, it's, it's weird to me. I feel like something has happened, like adjusted a lot to where people are hammering shit out well off into their sixties and seventies. Like I've worked with people that are in their sixties and they're still getting it. I'm like, dude, I remember when my grandma was 55 and she was gray headed and shit. Like this is nuts. Well, that's funny that you say that because, uh, my, my dad was pretty gray headed at like 31 or so, which I'm I'm two years past that, and I'm not as far gone as he was at that age. So I, I don't really remember my dad with uh, dark hair too much. But yeah, he's he's been an old man for thirty years. Now. I feel bad. I uh, so today I got up late. I, I slept a little later than normal, and uh, my wife's dead. good for you, buddy. That's. You, you need that in your life every once in a while. Dude, it was a long week. And so after that, I finally got caught up on some sleep last night. We had some drinks, you know, went to bed at like 2, and I slept till about 10. Um, I got up. My buddy calls me. They had a rager last night, went to the strip club, and did all kinds of shenanigans and shit. And uh, he's like, man. So so let me ask you a question real fast. Let yeah. me slide in here. So you you live in Arkansas, right? I do. So, are you on, like, the border of any state or anything? Are you, like, dead in the middle? or I'm smack in the middle. Like, I'm the asshole of the state. Bam. Right okay. 
So, so to go to the strip club, you're staying in Arkansas, correct? Yes. See, see where I live here in St. Louis, the strip clubs aren't necessarily legal. We, we only have like pacey bars here. Yeah. But Illinois is just right across the bridge. And that in, in Illinois, fucking it's basically <laughs> everything's fucking legal over there. So like we actually have to hop over the bridge to uh, go to the strip club here in St. Louis. We call that. So East it is St. a little Louis, bit right. of a, what's that? We call that East St. Louis, right? Yes, that would be the east side. That's correct. <laughs> I've been the, to East St. The Louis. The Soje Ballet. If you're going to uh, to the strip club, my uncle took me to Playtimes. I think it's down there. And uh, it was a good good afternoon, man. I haven't been to one since. I set the bar, and you know, it, I did it well. You guys have wonderful establishments there, sir. <laughs> well, it's funny too because. Uh, Paul, who I was just talking about earlier, who's basically spot I took on the podcast, we took a, a trip to Indianapolis for his bachelor party. That was back when Peyton Manning still uh, played for the team. Yeah. And we watched a football game down there, and after the football game's over, we decided, all right, we're going to go to one of these Indianapolis establishments, and... Man, I'll tell you what, we're, we were some jaded motherfuckers. We were used to, we were used to the Illinois stuff, the stuff that goes on in the east side, and we were just like, what do you mean you can't take off your G-string? Well, what do you mean lame. you can't do this? Yeah, yeah fuck this place. This place is terrible. And then we go to the next one. It's the same deal. Like, whoa! Dude. This place fucking sucks. That place I went to, they would put pussy on your face. <laughs> they would put pussy oh, on your yeah. face. <laughs> yeah, yes. You, Outside, you smelling like not even in the back exactly. room on the stage. They would put pussy in your face. <laughs> so yeah. it was it was intense. They'll fucking shoot ping pong balls <laughs> out of it. Fucking, they'll fucking do it all, dude. <laughs> so here in Arkansas, they have the weird laws with the liquor. So it's uh, I believe if they serve alcohol, they have to do pasties, right? But okay. in Hot Springs, which is where my buddy went, they have BYOB titty bars also. So the, nice. there's either or. And they went to one of the BYOB establishments. You know, they sell like $8 Cokes and fucking mixers and shit in there. You bring your, your alcohol. But my buddy said he got his dick sucked in the, the dungeon is what they called it. And I was like, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was here hanging out with my wife and kid last night. Uh <laughs> I had cheese and crackers. It was pretty cool. He's like, yup. He comes over So this you morning. didn't go to the strip club with him? No, no. I was here with my wife and kid and uh, hanging out with some other friends of ours. He just, he just stayed up staying drank at the crib. I stayed up and had some drinks here. And uh, he came over this morning because he was nursing a hangover. And we did some man shit. Sure. I had a good day, man. Uh, we, we did man shit outside. You ever have to do some man shit? I yes, I, I do occasionally have to do some man shit. What kind of man shit did you get into today? First thing this afternoon, I don't want to say this morning because I slept till eleven, but got up, we went outside. Fair we enough. Had, we had beers at noon, right at noon. Cracked them open. So, I said, "Hair of the dog, bro." So is that a rule? You can't have beer before noon, or I think it's a gentleman's rule. But I've I've drank beer at nine o'clock in the morning if I'm 
just digging around the house and don't have shit to do. When's your do you do you have a starting Absolutely. time drunk? <laughs> do I have a what? Do you have a starting time? Have you ever put beer on cornflakes? Uh I've not done the beerios. Um I have done rum chata on the uh on the cinnamon toast crunch. That's pretty good. Uh but oh, yeah. after I turned about twenty three or so, uh I decided I could not drink when the sun was up anymore. So I'm more of a almost a eight or nine o'clock at night during the summertime or six or seven during the winter times. I don't mind day drinking. I did a little today while we were doing man shit. I uh I chopped some wood and we built a fire and uh There you go. Do you have is it you have a fireplace inside your house? No, I have a fire pit in my backyard. And, uh, we just got, we just got snow. So everything was really wet and the first couple of attempts didn't work. So this, we just basically spent all afternoon outside. I don't know what your weather was like, but we had 60 degree weather today. We were nearly 70 today. It was amazing. How fucking dumb is that? That last week it was six degrees or last you, you were hitting zero (laughs) and shit, right? And it was 70. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We were we were actually in negative temperatures last week here in St. Louis. So, so is snow odd in Arkansas, or is that is it happens every year? We get it about once a year, but it's odd times. Like we might get one around Christmas, sure. but the other one will come somewhere between February and April. I was about to say we're we're definitely good for one in March every year for sure. <laughs> so. I think what happened this year is we almost got one, so they pre-treated, and then we got a really hot day, and then we got our ice and snow, so when they ran the second round of that treatment, it actually melted everything. So the roads were great, which is very odd. Usually Arkansas, like dead center, when we get an inch of ice or snow, like everything shuts the fuck down. People end up in ditches, and people start buying milk and bread. It's chaos. (laughs) The grocery store and the, and the Walgreens are all empty, huh? It's milk and bread. Yeah, so the snow ain't bad. It's the ice that fucking gets you, though. The ice is nasty. Nobody likes the ice. So. You guys do a lot better. You know, I've got a lot of family in St. Louis, actually. My mom lives there, uh, grandparents. My wife has a lot of family in different parts. So I've got family all over, like, the greater St. Louis area. So that's kind of cool. Just Excellent. I don't know. It's uh, it's funny to to be up there and see how similar it is, but then to see just how different it really is. We've it's an amazing city you got there, kid. I appreciate that. Now, some some people that live here agree and say it's an amazing city to live in. And you know, if you lived in the burbs like me your whole life, you're kind of a sheltered person. Or whatever, but there are there are definitely parts of our city that are straight shitholes. <laughs> I got it here, buddy. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> with the whole uh, Rams leaving a couple years ago, uh, it it almost kind of makes us feel like a, a second class city, and we're <laughs> we're scorned from the NFL for the second time, and. Uh, you know this and that, but it's 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 a beautiful place to live, and so long as you stay out of the wrong areas, fucking you you can you can do anything here. So it's funny. I've got some family that lives in Clayton, and uh, she's got some family that lives in Clayton. My family lives in like O'Fallon, uh, 
St. Charles. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then my mom lives off Kings Highway, like over in that area. So it's it's not the best part of town. It's not the worst part of town. But yeah, she's over that way. And uh, we were fucking around. We stayed over in that little strip right by Clayton where all like the bars and the, the hotel. We stayed in that Moon Tower Hotel or whatever right there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Had a wonderful time. Uh, went to a hookah bar for the first time and kind of giggled and walked the fuck up out of there because we were like, oh, this is for kids. <laughs> This isn't for adults. <laughs> we got, You'd be surprised how many hookah bars are in St. Louis. <laughs> drunk. It was one of those things where I smoked cigarettes, my wife smoked, and we said, okay, it's 930, we've had dinner, we've had a couple drinks, like, what are we going to do now? And I said, fuck it, let's go to a hookah bar, because I've never been to one, right? right. Wa- walked into that fucking place. And nobody paid attention. Like, I'm in here ready to, to spend money, you know? I'm a fucking grown-up. Right. We're having dinner. I go in there, and this fucking nasty little kid <laughs> is like, hey, can I help you? And I was like, hey, man, we don't do this often. Like, what's, you know, set me up. What's, give me the, the thing, whatever. Let's do this. And he brings me the thing. He said, it's 20 bucks. I said, $20? shit you know and i gave him 20 bucks i said let's do this and he brings me this giant fucking hookah bong he didn't explain anything he just kind of set it down and was like all right then and i go i guess you're just supposed to suck on it you know so me and my wife sat here and we looked around the room and they were like blasting drake music it was dark (laughs) (laughs) that there were just kids did he even like go over like flavors with you or like no. like the motherfucker for you or anything? No, he handed me a menu and I said, "Hey man, just, you know, do the deal." And then he brought it back and he just kind of bowed like, "All right, here you go." Stuck it in the table and walked off. So we sat there, we hit it a couple times and we looked at each other and my wife, she's usually down for anything and she just was like, "This is pretty lame." And I said, yeah, kind of. And I looked around and like I said, it was just kids. It was, you know, it wasn't, you have to be 21. It was 18 to be in there because it's tobacco. Right. Which they, which they must have went last year because they actually changed it right at January 1st this year. So. Oh, well, maybe it'll be different. But Missouri, that, Missouri is now a, tw- a 21 and older state for cigarettes and everything. So That's fucking crazy. With, Really? Oh, dude! Trust Are you me. serious? So when I was when I was eighteen, I had already been legally smoking in Missouri or whatever, and we took a trip to Florida. We drove there, and I ran out of cigarettes in Alabama. Yeah. So I went to the gas station in Alabama. I was like, "Let me get my whatever I was smoking at the time. Camel lights. I need camel lights." Boom. And they're like, "Okay, can I see your ID, please?" I'm like, "The fuck? Here you go. I'm eighteen. Here." You go well, you need to be 19 to buy cigarettes in this state, sir. I'm like, excuse me? 19? That's the craziest thing I ever heard. And they're like, sorry, we can't sell you cigarettes today. I was like, I was so pissed off. I had to wait a whole other state till I got my smokes. <laughs> That's fucking, you guys have good prices on cigarettes, too. You know, we used to, when we smoked, we would we go up there, we would bring back cartons. We have amazing prices <laughs> on cigarettes here in Missouri. They're so good. That's crazy that you have to be 21 now. Like, that's, I've never heard of that before. That's. Yeah. Man. It it just went into effect uh, January 1st. Okay, so uh, time out, time out. Thank God I'm in my 30s. Hold on. (laughs) So you're telling me 
if a cop like pulls you over, can it be like an MIP if you have cigarettes? Uh, see, I I don't know about that, uh, but I know if you're because I mean I smoked when I was fifteen, and I mean yeah, well you know I don't I'm remember ever getting you're... in trouble with the law. I just couldn't purchase them from the store or anybody who was caught servicing giving cigarettes to minors could get in trouble. But right. uh, so that's what I'm as saying. As far as actually smoking them. But if you get caught with beer or a bottle of vodka in your car, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a problem. Usually. And I, I, I did get the infamous MIP when I was 16 as well. So Right. But that was, that was a whole debacle because I had a fucking drunken idiot friend who was throwing beer bottles against the bowling alley brick wall like a fucking drunken clown. Next thing you know, whoop-de-whoop, like, motherfucker. And I don't know if they have it in your state, but I had to go to this program called ADEP. And so I'm just this 16-year-old uh, fucking white kid from the burbs. And they send you to this class to learn about how drugs are bad or whatever. <laughs> and they start asking everybody, all right, so, uh, oh, my my teacher, we'll, we'll call him the teacher. He's a... Uh, recovered heroin addict. He's been recovered for 10 years or whatever, so I guess that qualifies to tell you about how drugs are bad or whatever. He starts going around the room and asking everybody what they've done. Well, I haven't even heard of half this shit. I, I live the sheltered life. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And they're like, oh, yeah, ketamine. I'm like, what the fuck is ketamine? Like, it's horse tranquilizer. I'm like, you fucking take horse tranquilizer? Oh, shit. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> So yeah, my silly ass MIP like allowed me to learn like what drugs really were. <laughs> I uh, I got in trouble and had to take a twelve step course at like a Pentecostal church, and uh, same thing. I mean, it's and a few of my friends from high school that got you know uh, DWEs, they had gotten in trouble. They had to show up, so it was it was interesting because, like you said, it was people that were like, D- D- "Is that driving while intoxicated or something?" Yeah, or a Dewey that's a driving under the influence. All these these funny little sayings and slogans. Um, sure. Yeah, you know it. It was funny the range of people you saw, and when they had to do the sharing, it was always like, "Yeah, I'm sucking dick for drugs, and I'm pawn my kid off, and all this shit." And it's like, oh, I. I was smoking some weed. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, uh, it's, 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 it's always the way it goes, huh? Why, why, why they would put the people that don't do the crazy things with the people that are doing super crazy things in the same class, I'll never know. But You can't fall asleep on those they classes. I kept dozing off, and I got in a lot of trouble at a couple of them. But it was hard sitting there listening to these fucking people just talk about how crazy their lives are. Oh, yeah, and it was like a whole weekend for like two weekends. I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of ridiculous. Oh, man. I had to go to 12. <laughs> but you know what? It got expunged from my record, so bully for me, I guess. <laughs> Having to deal with the legal system is interesting. Have you ever done jury duty? Drunk, you ever had to do that one? Knock on wood, I have not. Uh, my boss just got called in for jury duty last week, and he actually lucked out because court got postponed because of an ice storm. So, uh, 
I've not had to do the jury duty yet. It's pretty pretty crazy, man. Because here they send you a letter, the- and then you're on call for like three months. You have to call in every week. Now, the cool thing is, is most people's jobs will give you some money, at least a paid day off for that. So you get paid and it's cool, I guess, to an extent, because seeing how the process works and being able to sit in there, I never got called for an actual jury, but I did get close. I got into the second pool, you know, like the almost 12 and that sucked (laughs) because like you said, you realize you're you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be here all day. Uh oh. <laughs> right. Where, and then who knows? You might even get the fucking Pauly Shore treatment where you're fucking doing a murder investigation. Like, that shit could last like months, dude. I'll say this the one that I had was really weird. And I felt like I was watching fucking Law and Order, man. Because you're sitting there listening to these bum, lawyers. Bum, 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 yeah. Bum. <laughs> so you watch the people come in and, you know, you hear kind of both sides. And what it was was. This this guy got accused of uh, molesting his stepdaughter, okay? And I was like, Yikes. so you see the guy, you see the back of his head, and you're like, he kind of looks like a molester, you know? So you look at him. <laughs> and then you see the chick come in, and she's like, I don't know, 16, 17, goth chick, you know, uh, dark colors, lipstick. And you're like, okay. And then you get to hear his attorney say that apparently they just went through a really nasty divorce, uh, the chick's mom and him. And then you're like, oh, no, I hope that he fucking actually might have raped her or whatever and didn't like she's not just fucking blowing a whistle here because that could happen, right. too. And it's just, it was a really awkward fucking moment where I'm like, oh, no. I've seen both sides of this equation before. <laughs> like, how is this going to Absolutely. Out? So I didn't get picked for it. But I mean, I'm sitting there biting my fucking fingernails going, like, listening to both sides, like, paying attention, going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's it was kind of cool, but it does suck because down here you're on call for three months. So it's it could be any week you get to go in and have to sit through that shit. Oh, yeah, fucking, you know, I've watched enough of these fucking, like, cop shows or whatever that you talk about, like, that is kind of one of my biggest fears, like, being falsely accused of fucking raping some broads, like, well, well, no, I have the need to rape you for, but, I mean, if, if you make enough money or whatever, or somebody thinks they can fucking get over on you or they're fucking pissed off at you for no fucking reason, they could just fucking blow that whistle and then fucking next thing you know you could just be fucked you didn't even do nothing you know what i'm saying so i don't mean to to call a, a spade a spade but that girl looked like at that moment the kind of person who was spitefully making an accusation sure but he looked creepy and I, and I you know what that, i'm saying so it was real tough like i'm sitting here looking at both of them going oh no i don't want to be a, there was a 90 year old lady who couldn't fucking hear that got picked for that jury. Like they had to get her a hearing aid and a little box so she could even hear the fucking judge talk. So I felt kind of bad for the dude. Kind of just, I feel yeah. like you need to have all hands on deck for something like that. If it's going to be a jury. So I wish they would put a little more effort into their selections and not people that are just absolute dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're probably as, 
unfortunate it is for that guy or whatever, you know they got like special lawyers that are like the jury selectors, and you might have lucked out that you might have looked like you were fucking looking one way or the other on that one, and they're like, oh, can't have him. (laughs) We got to select somebody else for this jury. You know what's really crazy is, you know, not to divulge too much, but I've had a run-in with the law before and was convicted of a felony at one point. It's since been sealed, but, you know, I didn't think I could get called for jury duty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that would be kind of yep. a, a conflict of interest. So when I got yeah, my letter, yeah. when I got my letter, I was like, oh, this must be a mistake. <laughs> you know, and so I showed up to the orientation deal and sat through all the shit. And then at one point, the judge was like, does anybody have any, you know, reasons that maybe you you know, can't do this, you know, approach the bench. And I was like, Hey, and I walked up there and just said, uh, <laughs> like that was real awkward. Like having to approach the bench and lean over and talk to that fucking judge sure. and just go, hey. I did this and I did that. And it's sealed. And I just real, good <laughs> real low. I, I said, Hey, I've been convicted of a felony and I've had my record sealed. I said, uh, you know, am I legally okay to do this? And he goes, do you feel like that's going to affect your judgment in any way of, you know, being a juror in a case? And I said, no. And he goes, well, I don't see the problem then. And I go, fuck, I should have said yes. <laughs> I hate niggers. <laughs> Everything. I fucking, I, I hate pedophiles and drug dealers and fucking midgets and everything. Like. Kikes, Jews, Asians, Ching Chong, I don't understand you. Go back to your country. It's funny. People say that. They say you should say something really racist or like be like, oh, I don't like black people. And it said, well, that's fine, but that's probably not going to get you kicked out of the jury. And, you know, they can hear you (laughs) when you walk up to say that shit. (laughs) So good luck getting back to your car after fucking jury duty. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so luckily for me I have not uh been selected for that one, so so that's good. It's one of those fun things. So uh, just a quick question for you. Uh we're so we're getting ready to be on the uh the two year cycle of uh like elections and whatnot. Yeah. So is there anything in Arkansas on the horizon for uh, marijuana usage? or We uh, just got medical passed. This is the year it just started, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, they are accepting applications, and I believe they are in the process of setting up the establishments for uh, growing and all that good stuff. Well, that's fantastic. They said uh, they'll probably have yeah, we, uh, uh, dispensaries open by summertime, so like July, August, maybe. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, we don't even have medical here in Missouri, and that's quite unfortunate. But apparently there's a, a petition for this upcoming cycle to be voted on in November, so we'll see how that goes. Uh we had one in 2016, but our asshole governor at the time decided that uh, like 100,000 signatures didn't count, which put us 50,000 less signatures than we needed. So we didn't get it here. So it wasn't even eligible to vote on. So uh, 
It's unfortunate times here in Missouri as far as the as the weed front goes. Yeah, it's still playing weed roulette down here. You know, that's that's what you get. You just have to have good connections. <laughs> that's you find somebody yeah, that treats you I, nice I, and you. Hang I hear on you to there. <laughs> uh, luckily enough, I have my my lady uh, is good friends with somebody who's got medical in Illinois. So we we usually get uh, like the liquid cartridges from from that person. Yeah, and I'll just hook those up to my pen, and you know it looks like one of those e-cigarette kind of deals, and you know I'll smoke it at the bar or fucking at the fucking I gotta play wiffle ball on Thursdays. I'll just be puffing on that uh, when I'm playing wiffle ball and whatnot. So, okay, two things. All right, and we're gonna put a pin in one and come back to the other. So wiffle ball, put a pin in that. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Do you prefer the cartridges? Is that your game? You don't like to smoke, smoke. Uh, so, full disclosure, at one time, super pothead. Uh, I was probably up to about an ounce a week at one point in my life. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what has happened recently, but um, uh, smoking the flower of the marijuana uh, has gotten me like super paranoid and not like paranoid the cops are coming. Yeah. Paranoid like I think I'm having a heart attack or a stroke. Really? Uh, yeah. So I I basically went from like an ounce a week smoker to hardly anything at all, which is which is crazy because like that's kind of how me and my lady got together. That's all we did was fucking sit around and veg out and fucking smoke and smoke and smoke and smoke and smoke. And the yeah. next thing you know, just all of a sudden, I, I, I can't even for real smoke anymore. But I still love my lady, and I mean, we get along great, so... Uh, and I mean, I don't mind that she fucking sits around and smokes all day because that's what I used to fucking do anyway. So fuck it. <laughs> but uh, the 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 cartridges and the like, the waxes and the edibles, those don't necessarily have the same effect on me like the flower does with the paranoia. So I've kind of started to transition into uh, those kind of deals. So. So do you fuck with dabs at all and shit like that, or you just go with just so concentrate? I've, I've, I've done a dab once, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I a lot of times I will use the same shit that they use for a dab, like just in my e-pen or whatever, but like, as far as I'm concerned, is that a dab is basically, it's like a, a, a rig or like it, it connects to a bong and you need fucking a blowtorch to fucking light up this fucking metal thing yeah. and fucking you take this big ass hit of it. I did that one time at a buddy's house and I hit it and I literally did not say a word for 30 minutes. And the first word I said after that 30 minutes is, I've got to go home now. I have my fucking window of sobriety. I'm only 15 minutes away from the house. I know I'll be cool for the next 15 minutes. I have got to go now. I, I said get... my goodbyes to everybody and went straight to fuck home. I got to get to my safety safe. <laughs> Something bad's about to happen. Um, Absolutely. I've not done uh, the, the full the, rig. I've only had like the a same pen. shit that they use. 
the same shit that they use for the dabs, I will do in my e-pads. So. Right, and that's what I was going to say. I've had that, and that's not bad. You know, it's a little harsh on the, the lungs, and I imagine that the, the upside to doing the big dab rig is at least it's quick, like a gravity bong, so you just get it all in there, and once it's in there, you know. You're, Absolutely. You know, it doesn't matter how long it, you hold it. Once it's in there, it's in there. <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, I'm sure if I could find weed like I smoked when I was a teenager and in my early 20s, where it was just like, you know, the fucking CD shit that you fucking oh, actually <laughs> need to smoke a whole blunt to get you high, oh. I probably wouldn't be as bad, you know what I'm saying? But weed nowadays is fucking crazy, dude. I mean, it's powerful. I got these people at work talking about weed that has 80% THC, like 80% THC? That's, that's ridiculous. Who needs that? <laughs> I would like to try it once. My buddy got these uh, these wonder joints, man. They were uh, made with hash. They were little cones, so it was hash and flour mixed together and like this little black gunpowder yep. looking shit. I think sure. the label said 800 milligrams total is what it was. It was Woo. they were dynamos, man. I think he was getting like 40 bucks a pop for them here. But uh, dude, you smoke. Like so did did he the they buy those like out of state in a legal state or something like that, or I think his connection did, and then he was getting them, got and you. flipping them. So yeah, it was uh, it's very interesting to see how quick those are moving versus the actual, you know, wanting to get like a a weight versus just yeah, give me a rolled up one. Absolutely, uh, yeah. So me and my lady take a four twenty trip every year. And, uh, like, so we've been to Colorado the last two. Last year we just kind of drove through on 420 because we were going to Oregon or whatever. But, yeah, if you go to a, a recreational shop in a legal state, they won't even for real, like, let you buy anything that's more than 100 grams per pop anyway. So an 800 fucking milligram joint is like nuts oh dude i couldn't even imagine that those things would make your legs go numb well, i'm sure just on one hit it's amazing <laughs> and i can't wait like that's the thing i want to uh be able to go into the pot store that's so amazing to me like just the thought of it makes me giggle inside a little bit like the weed store? Have you been to a weed legal state yet? No, I fucking I've never never been really out of Arkansas other than like the the rest of the South. So yeah, sure. It's just it's funny to me to even think about it. So it's it's interesting. I've not had luck with well, edibles. Well, yeah. So so no the edibles. The first time we really... went to Colorado, it was so crazy. Like so. The hotel that we went to, it was just a quality inn. There's quality inn in every city and every state. Fucking the the quality inn is renting vaporizers for your room, and they're basically like, "Here you go. Here's your vape for your room." And fucking everybody in the city of Denver is fucking high. The person who's fucking driving our uh, uh, our shuttle bus is doing dabs fucking while driving us Holy and shit. we're like <laughs> me and my lady are looking at each other like what is is, is, this, is are we dreaming is this real life right now do we tip this guy in weed what 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 what, what is the deal here 
So it, it's go go into a weed legal state is it's a it's a eye opening experience for sure. I heard. But that. with that being said, there's there's a lot of um, late teen, early twenty somethings that are that are homeless in the big cities there, and it's like you go to Denver, you go to Portland, like whew, the amount of of people of that age that are homeless is crazy. So what I heard was in those places before I guess the the TSA got a little more lax with their shit, people were just giving away yep. their pot to the homeless people. Mm-hmm. Which ended up making a lot more homeless people. You know what I mean? Like if you just gotta hang out by Absolutely. the airport and people hand you ounces of pot and just go, We can't smoke all this. We gotta go home here. <laughs> yep. But I mean that's kinda what happened to us. We fucking Tipped the fucking maid and weed. We tipped the, tipped the fucking shuttle driver that took us to the airport and weed. We fucking, like, we fucking found somebody else at the hotel who was outside smuggling with us. We were like, here you go. You want some weed, buddy? Because <laughs> we were just silly. Because the first, when we got there the first night, like, it was on a Sunday and apparently the pot shops closed early on Sunday or something like that. So we had to, like, hustle in to get there and they're like, all right, here's the menu and this is how much you can buy at a time. And me and my lady are like, oh, no, we need this, we need this. And we got all these edibles and we got, we each bought a fucking quarter ounce of weed. So that's a half, half ounce right there. We're only there for fucking four days. <laughs> and then we went to another pot shop after that. <laughs> You can't, you can't smoke, especially like how potent it is. Like, you can't smoke all that. It's crazy. We're, it's silly. You just sleep in your hotel room all weekend and eat room service and just get oh, fucking Oh, it's funny, too, because we were, like, we're, we're all, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Nope. We fucking nope. <laughs> napped so long in our hotel that week. It, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> I just feel like that's the vibe is it's, it's rushing and then people just veg out. And so you just, you either see people that are in a hurry that haven't got to the pot shops yet, or you see the people that have already got there and they're just like, whoa. <laughs> All right. And like when we were going to the restaurants, we we're like asking the servers, like, well, where can we smoke this? Like, uh, not in front of the cops, wherever the fuck you want to. <laughs> right. Don't do it in front of the cops. <laughs> Cause technically it's legal to buy and purchase and have. It's just not legal to smoke apparently. So, just don't gallivant, don't, you know. Don't showboat, man. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Blow it in a cop's right. face because you know there's people that want to do that. Just stand there, and be like, "What do you think about that, bitch?" And it's like you're still not supposed to smoke, right? Here, man, just in general. <laughs> but, but with that being said, we did go to the uh, like 420 celebration on 420 at like the Denver City Hall or whatever. And like, sure enough, there's cops all over the place. But I mean. Every motherfucker there was smoking, so what are they going to do? Arrest everybody? I mean, <laughs> you can't. So <laughs> That is crazy. I remember you, uh, right before you left for a trip, I think you went there. You didn't have any stories when you came back, you fuck. Is that what, was that the one where you just got baked and you laid up the whole week? Yeah, so last year in particular, so... 
if people that are familiar with the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program are familiar with was it the cannabis I cup like a, did you actually go to the thing I do a, no because that was at red rocks and the shuttle didn't go to red rocks and it would have costed way too much to uber to go there and fucking <laughs> we had already bought all this weed and fucking when no need to buy a judge's pass to fucking smoke more weed when we already got weed, so we decided to skip that. But uh, last year, uh, as people know, I, I take a hiatus from May to September because I have to work an additional hour during the, <clears throat> during the summertime months because we have different hours during the summertime at my job. So last year, my 420 vacation was like the week before I would have taken my hiatus anyway. So I I didn't really get to do too much discussing of my 420 trip whenever I got back because I was already on hiatus. Oh, that's true. I thought there was one where you went for a trip and I thought it was a cannabis cup or something like that. You came back and they said, hey, did you have any, any good stories? And you were like, nope. Just smoke some weed. <laughs> and in my mind, I said, yeah. well, yeah, that's probably all it was. If, if you're just going there to, to smoke some weed, you mission accomplished. Uh, we smoked some weed. We had some hot dogs. It was great. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because, uh, like, sometimes I will have some good stories to tell or whatever, and then I'll kind of get into it, and the next thing you know, Mike wants to, you know, go on to the next topic. So I was like, eh, I'll just. I'll just let Mike do his thing, and if he wants to get any deeper, I'll let him ask the question. <laughs> it's a good flow, man. I think that's one thing with shows. It's hard to uh, to get a good dynamic with multiple people, and you guys have three to four, so that's that's tough because I've had episodes with more yeah, than not, one person, and it gets hard. Not to... only do we have four, we have we oftentimes have like. Uh, a guest for a whole hour or we'll do an interview for a segment and then once you get that fifth person in there it it just kind of uh it it you gotta definitely have something witty to say <laughs> and kind of be louder than the other people if you if you want to get your comment in so well that's why uh, i wanted to get you one-on-one man because i think you're a very interesting person i think everybody else thinks so too so it's nice to get to speak with you and uh i appreciate that yeah man it's it's cool to get to talk with you and i guess in closing i was gonna say uh hey when's the last time you had taco bell you had anything interesting what's let's talk about taco bell Uh, because that's that's my favorite absolutely i love taco bell uh i had taco bell on monday i had a couple steak chalupas and then i had the new one dollar stacker so not a fan the the one dollar stacker totally worth it i mean a couple times before that, I just went and got like uh, two of those in a, in a different kind of burrito, and that'll it's, it'll fill you up. So uh, I recommend the Dollar Stacker for sure. The one dollar stacker is a beef quesadilla that's been folded up three times. Yep. I wish they would call it that because I was a little let down when I got it. I said, "This is just a beef quesadilla. What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I, uh, I I buy uh, like six of those mini chicken quesadillas. Uh, damn, I can't talk. Quesadillas. Oh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the fried chicken ones? No, just a, the $1 uh, mini chicken quesadillas. It's like a 
soft taco oh, size yeah, yeah, quesadilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It's one of the cheapest things on the menu, and you can tell that they just treat it like you're an asshole when they make them because they don't even, like, they put them together in aluminum foil, and then they just put the foil in the grill press and push it, and, like, all the shit oozes out of it. Like, it's... Right. <laughs> they, really, they don't melt it all the way. No. It's, they want to let you know. You're lucky if you get sauce on it. <laughs> They're really assholes about I'll it. I'll tell you what, though. I used to work at a Taco Bell, and, I mean... It, it 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 almost is like an assembly line kind of job where you're just like pushing the same button every day because it's like dip the dip the dip and like let, let me just tell you something if you go to Taco Bell and you say I don't want this on it you're gonna fucking get it on it because we're just fucking drones and we're putting the same thing on everything anyway so I've had a theory you, you might as well just embrace embrace what it comes with. <laughs> Since you've actually worked there, is there a, a theory that you put less shit on, like, the dollar menu stuff than the the more expensive stuff? Like, did they tell you to do that? Just Not to discourage you, nope. but just to be like, well, it's the dollar shit, so it doesn't have to be perfect, but, you know, do a good job on the $5 burrito. Don't fuck that up. Nope, none of that. I feel like it, you should. Here's... Here. <laughs> Here, here, here's your one scoop. Make sure you put your one scoop on this. Fucking, and that's how it is, man. Fucking. With uh, uh, Taco Bell. When I worked there, is right when the Crunchwrap Supreme came out. So, well, I'll tell you what. I made so many Crunchwrap Supremes. Fucking the first two weeks that that thing rolled out, it was insane. <laughs> Crunch wraps are pretty gnarly. They're hard to eat. There's definitely a technique to it. You gotta bite them down and then fold them in half. There's like a, a an angle you gotta Absolutely. get. Absolutely. I don't know. And man. I'll tell you what. So most uh most of that the new stuff that Taco Bell comes out is actually um uh made by employees. Which when I worked there, I worked the overnight shift. And, I mean, we smoked weed in the fucking bathrooms, and we just fucking ate the fuck out of Taco Bell, like, all night long. All the Taco Bell you could eat. It was an amazing job, fucking. I got flash titties for free Taco Bell, like, once a month, fucking. Uh, if, if that job would have paid me enough, I'd probably still be there today. I love Taco Bell. Just because they fucking fed you, and you get high on the job, and yada, yada, yada. But, uh... All, like the the crunch wrap and all the other like crazy things that they come out with, most of those are actually employee created, and they they actually like encourage you to submit your crazy fucking stoner what you came up with to corporate, and like if your shit's creative or good enough or cost effective enough, that that's gonna be the fucking next thing on the fucking menu. Drunk. Do you still have the connection to put in the suggestion? Do you know how to do that? I'm I'm sure I could find somebody. Can I tell you one that's, that's, that's bugged me for a long time that they don't do, and I just don't understand it, and it's so obvious. I say, guys, it's right fucking in front of your face, and they just don't do it? Bring it to me, buddy. Doritos, nachos, Bel Grande. And, you know, you think, so I didn't work there. I, I was already gone by the time they came out with the Doritos Locos Taco. 
So why don't they just take a fucking bag of Doritos and dump it on a plate I, and then make a Nachos Belgrande on top of it? That that ever since they got that connection with the Doritos, obviously they should have. It's right there, uh, and I heard. <laughs> I heard rumors in the past, like after they did the Doritos Locos Tacos, that they did it in some markets, but it never came to St. Louis. But they they did a a fucking chili cheese Frito uh, like shell in some markets. I guess it didn't do well in those markets, so it never went nationwide. Yeah, but they had the chili cheese Frito shell as opposed to a Dorito Loco shell. And I'll tell you what, if that would have came to St. Louis, I would have eaten there every fucking day. Because that yeah. shit, <laughs> I love me some chili cheese Fritos. I don't know, man. Like, I've eaten so much Taco Bell. Like, there's different little jokes that you have with other people that eat Taco Bell. Like, we were talking about something the other day, and I made a joke about a Mexi Melt and how they always stick to the fucking paper. So if they could make, uh-huh. make a Mexi Melt not stick to the paper, they'd be, you know, doing me a favor. And it was just somebody <laughs> got it because goddamn Mexi Melts always stick to the paper. And you would only know that if you eat a shit ton of Taco Bell. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And those magical tomatoes. I don't know what it is about the tomatoes on a Mexi Melt, but they're fucking delicious. See, I'm the opposite. That's the reason I stopped wearing Mexi Melts is because I'm not the biggest fan of the Pico. And like I said, you can't ever tell somebody at Taco Bell none of this because it's gonna come with it anyway. So I I, I don't prefer I don't prefer the Pico to on the Mexi Belt, so I I don't I'll order that too often. I'm gonna tell you a story about a time Taco Bell did me wrong. It was after Mardi Gras, 2005. <laughs> I'd, okay. I had seen Were you book. in St. Louis for this Mardi Gras? No, I was in New Orleans, Louisiana for Mardi Gras. Oh, well, I've never done that, and I've only been to New Orleans once, and I could not imagine being there for Mardi Gras, but continue the story. <laughs> it was amazing. We, uh, we came in the day before we stayed in Gulfport, no, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is close. It's like 45 sure. minutes away, I think. Um, stayed mm-hmm. with some friends. We were staying in a Winnebago in the front yard. And uh, we spent probably four hours rolling joints before we went down there. We stuck them in a pill bottle. We had like 12 joints. And we would just dip off in between nice. the alleys and smoke. I was underage at the time. I was only 18. And uh, so we weren't sure how the public drinking thing. Because the last thing I needed to do was get snatched up by a cop. So they really didn't want me drinking you know, while we were doing it. So we smoked a little weed. I maybe snuck a, a quick shot of something here or there. But other than that pretty straight laced saw a whole bunch of titties you didn't get no no grenades no fucking no i got a cup no fucking resurrections nothing like that no i had to wait till years later to actually experience that but uh no i got a cup though i got a hand grenade cup it looked cool as shit and i wanted one but they were like nah dude don't be you look young as fuck you don't need to be snatched up so Got the full experience, man. I saw fights. I saw naked people. It was it was a, a sensory overload. And then we found our way back to the car. We drove home. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And we stopped at a 24-hour Taco Bell in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Ordered a bunch of food. And they were like, hey, we got this Mexican pizza. Do you want it? And we were like, sure. Now, I like Mexican pizza. I don't know how you feel about it. I, 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 I'll eat a Mexican pizza. It's a little too expensive for my taste. I rarely order it, but I'll eat it. 
We get back to the house. We eat our stuff. That Mexican pizza looked kind of iffy, man. Like, the cheese on top had re-coagulated and shit. Like, it had been there for a minute. Sure, yep, 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 yep. Been there. I ate uh, that Mexican pizza, and we went to bed, and probably about 5.30 in the morning, I did the Undertaker. The, you know how the Undertaker would lay flat and then lean up at a... I don't fucking fucking... <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I did I did the Undertaker and I put my hands up and I vomited. I puked fucking everywhere. Sat up and I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know Projectile style where you just it was, straight out and onto the wall and shit. It was more of a like I put my hand up and like just liquid went kind of in all directions. So I didn't actually puke everywhere, it just kinda of went everywhere all I said, Uh oh, you know. So I jumped up out of bed. Right. And I tried to get out the door of the Winnebago and uh <laughs> something happened with the electrical system in there to where the goddamn door handle was uh Elect like my hand was wet because I puked on it, and I touched the handle right. and it zapped my ass. Like I swear to God, it popped. Oh me. my goodness! Got me twice, and finally I had to kick the door open, and I fell out into the front yard, and I puked everywhere. And uh, I didn't eat Mexican pizzas for a real long time after that. Uh, well, at least it didn't score you on Taco Bell, because <laughs> a that'd be a sin. And, like, I got family members that if that had happened to them, they'd be like, I'm not eating Taco Bell ever again, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Just because you're a drunk ass and ate the Mexican pizza that doesn't mean that Taco Bell is bad. It's a PSA to all you young people out there. Uh, Mexican pizzas can hurt you. So don't take leftover ones that are questionable. It's just... Really, if, if Taco Bell's <laughs> like, hey, I got this free shit, it's been sitting here for a second, no, just pass. Just, just straight up pass. The best Taco Bell is fresh Taco Bell. Except for bean burritos. You can eat those the next day. Bean burritos. Yeah, bean burritos, well. you're fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, the chili cheese ones, you can microwave too. Uh, those aren't bad microwaved. But that, that's literally about it. Uh, so going back to New Orleans real fast. Yeah. So I went when I was, this was probably about three years ago. I just turned 30. And work actually sent me down there to teach um, teach that the where I work at, like the, we were switching over com- computer systems, and we had already had it for a couple months. So I was sent down there to train those people on how to use the new computer system and these motherfuckers put me two blocks away from bourbon street (laughs) oh man oh right so and the warehouse is like nowhere near bourbon street so like i had to i had to drive pretty far every day to get to the place to train these people and man so every every night i got back and i just you you, you've been to new orleans a couple times i guess i have yeah i like it it's a fun time i just kind of have rules that i abide by it's a very it's a it's a can be a dangerous city if you're not paying attention (laughs) absolutely you got to stick to the 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 three streets or whatever the the bourbon street the frenchman street and like the the two streets that connect them or whatever Right. Anyway, uh, so, you know, I, I, I got done at, like, normal 8 o'clock like I do here, and then 
you, you go down to the French Quarter and you get the fucking delicious food and then you fucking get drunk as fuck fucking all night because you know the bars down there, even if it's a fucking Wednesday, they don't fucking close, like, period. It's so crazy. So, it is so crazy how picture. late those bars stay open, man. <laughs> right. So I, I took a picture of me on a balcony on Bourbon Street, and it is 2 o'clock in the morning on a random Tuesday in December. And, like, it, it's wall-to-wall people down there. Yeah. And it's, like, the off it's, it's off time, you know what I'm saying? It's not Mardi Gras. So, like, I, I, I go back and look at this picture from time to time. I'm like... <clears throat> I could not imagine being on this itty-bitty street during Mardi Gras when there is, what, 200,000 people down there? It's um, it's crazy. I'm not a big fan of crowds, to be honest with you, but it's the most crowded well, when you're I've ever 18, been. I mean. <laughs> our host, like I'm, I'm the, sure. our tour guide, our, my mom's friend, basically told me to just grab stuff. He was like, hey, man. If you see something you want to grab a hold of, he said, you can. He said, I just, that's what's up. I said, are, are you serious? And he said, yeah, man. It's shoulder to shoulder, like a mosh pit. You know what I mean? It's, you literally sure. have to, to I don't know. Weave, weave. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you just go with the flow. And sometimes people fall over. And then sometimes it's just titties. And beads, and it's it's intense, man. You definitely want to keep your wallet in your front pocket, and it's hard to smoke. If you smoke, you have to cup it. Otherwise, you're going to jam right. your fucking cigarette in somebody's face, and then you might get your ass kicked. Right. I didn't like that. And, uh, and I got to say, my lady keeps asking me to take her to New Orleans, and I'm just like, babe, I don't know if I want to go to New Orleans with you. Um, <laughs> if, if you, if you want to go, you might have to make it a girl's a girl's trip just cause you know, I went down there and every couple I saw down there was fighting about something or, you know, the fucking chick can't control her alcohol and yeah. the fucking dude fucking dragging her around. Can and I'm, there is like way too much sketch shit going on down there to, for me to like try to play babysitter to you. <laughs> That's really what it is, is you have to, you can't be that wounded gazelle because if you are, they're going to fucking pounce on you, dude. Like there's people watching. You have to understand that. Keep your fucking eyes open. Yep. And that's really what it is. Don't Absolutely. get caught in an alley. Don't fuck around. And I, to be honest with you, how long have you been with your chick? Like, do you guys take like couple trips where you go and do shit or do you guys just kind of do your own thing and hang out at the, the hotel room? Which, which do y'all do? Uh, usually we're together the whole time. Uh, a lot of times when we go to whatever place that we're going to, we'll try to check out that city's aquarium or, um, just, yeah, we're usually together the whole time. We're on vacation. Well, what I was going to say is me and my wife, that's, uh, the, when we found out that my, my wife was pregnant. We planned a trip to New Orleans. We had already done it, and we found out like the week before. So I got to drink and get Ooh, hammered, yeah. and she was morning sick. <laughs> so it was a really weird vacation to where I just basically ate and drank my fucking balls off, and she just was cranky and sick for a couple of days. <laughs> so 
I have to say, I had, a, I had a fucking great time. I got to chill in a jacuzzi tub. It was nice. So what I was going to say is, as a couple, dude, if you guys enjoy like going to eat places or if you want to go check shit out, there's other stuff to do. But if you just want to hang out and fucking drink, you're going to end up as that couple arguing and shit. Right. <laughs> they Ab- have- absolutely. And luckily, me and my lady like never argue. Ever, ever, ever. It's not going wood. I mean, we have a super relationship but i mean i i know that that particular city can bring out the worst of people this is, for sure <laughs> this is what i would recommend for you drunk just in what i've the conversation i've had and what i've heard i think this would be your plan of attack if you guys were going to go to new orleans make it a weekend thing like two days don't stay there more than two fucking days you guys right. can go and check I'd out. I think I'd prefer a Wednesday, Thursday kind of deal as opposed to a Saturday. Right. Day. <laughs> Two days, you go in, you fucking, you have brunch, lunch, you have some po' boys, then you get hammered the first yeah. night. The next day, you have lunch, you have dinner, maybe drinks, you fly out the next right. fucking day or drive or whatever you fucking do. You can check out right. the aquarium. Get, get, they have a nice a boy, aquarium. Get a po' boy, get, get a beignet, fucking go to K-Paul's, have a grenade. Have a hurricane. You done everything. You're good to go. <laughs> they have a nice aquarium and a zoo. Uh, New Orleans. Is, do they is really? A, they do. I've have been good. there. They got a pretty the bitch. Best, in, uh, uh, the best one I've been to so far is Denver. Chicago was was pretty cool. The one in Oregon was a little lacking for me. Um, I think this year for our 420 trip, we're going to do Boston. So. We'll see how that one is. Um, so, we did, yeah. We did the zoo. We did the um, aquarium. There's a World War II museum there, too. I don't know if you're interested in shit like that, but it's a pretty crazy. And, and there's, I, I guarantee you, my, my, my lady's all about, like, the day of the dead and the, the voodoo kind of stuff. And yeah. so, you know, I tell you one thing uh, that we did that I don't know if you would enjoy. We did a, a plantation tour. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you had to drive like 45 minutes. We went to Baton Rouge, and uh, there was this place we went to, and basically we walked around this big-ass house with this dude that was dressed up like Colonel Sanders, and he was just like, well, back in 1942, you know, he fucking gave us like a walkthrough, and it was it was pretty cool, you know, just seeing the place. That's I had funny. A, you know what a Sazerac is? You ever had one of those? I've not. It's like a, a New Orleans staple, I guess. It's just basically whiskey in a glass with a bunch of shit kind of smeared around the edge of the glass. Like bitters and aromatics okay. and like a twist of orange peel. Like it's it's pretty good. It's just if you like straight up whiskey, it's a nice drink. Sure. The basically like a Manhattan almost. Pretty much, yeah. Very similar. So basically it's you know, we had shrimp and grits for lunch and then we walked around the house. Which are delicious. And uh, I had a Sazerac in the courtyard looking at trees and shit. I took a bunch of pictures. It was nice, man. Just a quaint afternoon in fucking April. So that's what I'm saying. If there's shit you could do like that with a couple, I think you would enjoy that shit. So maybe just go in for a couple days. Don't stay for a week. That's that's the kiss of death. Right. And and (laughs) get get off Bourbon Street before midnight. See, I can't fuck with Bourbon Street. It stunk so bad. There's a special stank that hangs around Bourbon Street. It smells kind of like sewer it, and paper mill. Like, it's its its own stink. Right. Well, it's funny, too, because I was down there for eight days, 
And I actually went to Bourbon Street every day of those eight days. And, you know, the first day, I was like, whew, that smell, you know what I'm saying? And by the third day, it's like, oh, my God, this place is awesome, daddy, daddy, daddy. By the fifth day, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm borderline addicted. I'm going to lose <laughs> this place, yada, yada, yada. And by day seven, I was like, oh, my God, I need to go home. I need to get to St. Louis, like, now. Yeah. This is, this is, I, I can't live this lifestyle. <laughs> it's crazy because it is a bunch of stuff that it's very hypnotic. Like, walking down the thing, drinking beer out in the open, and there's a band playing, and some dickhead with a trumpet is just ripping up something on the corner like it's amazing it's a great vibe i love it well that it's city. funny too because you, you say that and but like st louis is actually one of those cities where you can walk around the streets and drink a beer too like i find it odd that you can't do that in other cities uh, i guess um, that's true so i kind of felt right at home with that um well i guess here you don't have to worry but, about getting uh, a ticket for it because if you walk around with a beer here you're liable to get a conversation from a police officer <laughs> <laughs> right whereas we don't have to really worry about that in st louis um but i will say this i i have one piece of advice for anybody that does go to new orleans if you've never been don't wear flip-flops that's the biggest mistake you can make so um, i'm assuming because they were... clean the street every day and it's always fucking wet down there always fucking wet it's gross tell them about the black water drunk I don't know if I'm familiar with the black water. Was I too drunk and just missed it, or? Well, I thought maybe if uh, you wore flip flops, you might have encountered some. It's a good thing. Bourbon Street is one of the only oh, places l- I've luckily seen. Luckily, I went during December, so it wasn't flip flop season. But my shoes were just super wet every time I came home from the on to the hotel. So I've been on Bourbon Street three times in my life and every time I've encountered black water <laughs> and uh, the French Quarter is m- mostly cobblestone and, and hand laid brick so it's a very yep. very interesting walking surface but there'll be these cracks and these little crevices, these gutters along the street and there'll be this black water <laughs> and it's just it's shit and piss and vomit. It's it's a mix of the walls and streets of New Orleans, and it just collects in these little cracks along Bourbon Street. And it's what gives it that smell. <laughs> sure. Because here's the deal: yeah, see, they're I, open. What they're open till five a.m. It was always dark, so I actually didn't actually see what that actually looked like. Okay, so no, it's it's black water. <laughs> so here's the deal. <laughs> The fucking bars are open until five and then they get on the horses and they march everybody the fuck out of there. They shut it down and they spray that shit with fire hoses and then they open at six. So bam, that's the window and everything just washes into the gutters, man. All the filth, all the piss and vomit and beer bottles and everything. And so it just pulls up. And if you're ever on bourbon street and you smell that smell, look down, (laughs) you'll see the black water. And try not to step in that shit, because it will right. Ruin. And it's funny too, because like they don't have like dumpsters there at the restaurant. They just have like uh, you know, like the trash bin, like you got at your house. And like all these bars are like taking three or four of these little trash bins out to the street, and you're like, and they fire hose in the street down. And you're like, what in the world is going on here? It's insanity, man. <laughs> 
New Orleans. I love it though, man. It's it's. I love the culture. No, it's, it's, it's grimy. It's a trip, and I would love to go back for sure. Well, you should definitely do it. I suggest it. I'll tell you about some of the restaurants we went to. You can go get you some brunch and have a fucking Bloody Mary on a Tuesday or something. It'll be good. Excellent. Man. Well, so hey, did dude. you want to go back to the whiff ball thing, or did you want to just put a pin on it for the next conversation? I'm going to get into wiffle ball. Let's close with wiffle ball because I think it's interesting enough. Uh, I, I I know what wiffle ball is, but I'm kind of curious to know, are you in a wiffle ball league drunk? <laughs> I am in a wiffle ball league. Yes, sir. And I actually drive like 40 minutes away from my house to be in this wiffle ball league. <laughs> is this a once a week occurrence? It, it, uh, so yeah, it it starts in usually about April and then it go through about mid November, and it's actually probably somewhat close to your uh, your parents' house because it's in the uh, St. Charles O'Fallon area. So I got an uncle not too lives. far away from your parents actually. I got an uncle that lives in O'Fallon. Yeah. as a matter of fact. Uh, so is this so in, a, in a gymnasium? If you ever come visit during the week, come see me on a Thursday. I will be playing wiffle ball in my wiffle ball league. Well, the next time I get up there, I'm going to have to holler at you fuckers. I think I, I talked to Mike the last time I went up, but at that point we didn't know each other that well, and he was just kind of like, okay. I said, you should holler at me. You don't want to hang out with you don't want to <laughs> hang out with Mike anyway. He's all fun on the WFOD podcast, but he's kind of a different personality. Uh during the rest of the week for sure <laughs> i think it would be funny because i think so i think that is his at his inside personality on that show and so i think it would be funny to uh try to get that inside out because he probably doesn't act like that in real life <laughs> no he, he, he's he's definitely more uh, uh, more skittish in his everyday life for sure whereas it it, it the WFOD show is his one day a week to get everything out, and then he climbs back into his show for the rest of the No, I can appreciate <laughs> that. And that's what I love about the show is it's my interior voice, too. Because, like, I said it the other day, when he was screaming at Napier, I was screaming at Napier a little. <laughs> I felt it in my body. That's my funny. eyebrows clenched up like I was mad while he was going, don't you fucking talk to me about loyalty or uh, <laughs> honesty. <laughs> right, exactly. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> All uh, you do is lie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I think that's kind of that's kind of the deal with the show is like, so he, that that's his one day of week to do his thing, and like me on the show, I'm I just I just bring what I bring every day to it. You know what I'm saying? I I try not to uh, to to put something out there that I'm that I'm really not not. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, well, so it, it, it's a fun time and it's a good dynamic for sure. I'm looking forward to many more shows, and I hope that he brings the same intensity, and you bring your thing, and you guys keep making magic. So, yeah, we're like in the three hundreds or something like that. Can you believe that? It's pretty nuts, man. I'm barely at at forty something, so it's it's a long journey. And you guys, you keep on trucking, man. We're listening. I'm listening. It's it's a lot of fun. So, 
We will. Thank you very much. It's been great having you. And I hopefully I'm going to get Mike on this goddamn show eventually. We're going to see how that goes. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I've spoken with him before, but uh, he's he's like a jaguar. Like you got to approach him. <laughs> you got to approach him the right way and pet him because sometimes he'll swat yep. you. He'll yep. swipe at you and you're like, "Okay, okay, motherfucker." I my bad. Shit. I get you. Okay, <laughs> I get you. I get you. Yeah, me I'm I'm easy life Sunday morning, man. If you ever need me again, fucking, I'm here for you, buddy. I'll, 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 uh, I'll do anything you ask me to, bud. That's at Drunkard STL on the Twitters. Uh, you can find him on the and and recently on the Facebook. Now I I reluctantly actually signed up for Facebook like two days ago. It's gonna so. be it's gonna be the end of your relationship, drunk. You better respect that Facebook. That shit is bad. <laughs> I just do Twitter. <laughs> Stay away yeah, from all your girlfriends. I mean, if anybody I'm says hi, up and they're like, "You need to do this and you need to do that," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, this isn't Twitter." <laughs> I just do Twitter. But I, yeah, he he wants he wants to keep me more in the loop for like show stuff or whatever. So I I need to be on the on the whole show thread so I can uh, communicate with this and communicate with that during the week. And I'm like, "Oh, this, that's all fine and dandy, but." Do I really got to sign up for Facebook for this? He's like, yeah, you got to sign up for Facebook. I'll sign up for Facebook. So I'm uh, WFOD Mike 4 on on the Facebook. (laughs) Wonderful. You guys can catch their show Mondays at, uh, what is it, 8, 9, 8 Central? 8 Central. 8 Central. And... uh, it's been a pleasure, dude. I'm going to holler at you again. You know, once you're on once, you're kind of on a revolving door. So you want to come hang out with me and talk about some shit, you let me know. We'll do the damn thing. I appreciate you, Joe to be. You have a, Hey. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I, I was a good guest for you. Hey, uh, I'm sorry I showed my balls to you, drunk. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's all fun and games with, with the flat drunk. And I don't everybody think... on your show participate in hashtag flat drunk. It's a it's a it's a good time. Uh, it's all it's all fun and games there, and I definitely don't take anything personally by it. So. I can't believe nobody tried it beforehand. <laughs> I was like, sure, this has been I done. I honestly can't either. So um, it's, it's funny, but hey, I'm gonna holler at you. You guys have a wonderful weekend. We're weak shit at Sunday, but uh. I guess tomorrow we'll hear from you. We'll hear what happened, right? Yeah, we'll we'll hear from it. We'll 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 be on tomorrow for sure. All right, buddy. Take it easy. All right, thank you, sir. All right, bye. All right. So that was my conversation with drunk and uh just had a blast, man. Hopefully it is episode one in the wheelbarrow full of dicks saga to continue um i have been speaking with the other hosts and maybe we'll get everybody on we'll have one big fucking party man uh as for me it's it's almost midnight on sunday i'm way behind guys and i'm sorry but i'm glad that we got everything to come together and uh you know I'll try to have it on time every time but sometimes i'm just gonna you gotta deal when you get it so Fuck you. <laughs> Just be happy that it, it's here. Uh, special thanks to Drunk. And thank to, thanks to you for listening to the program. Um, I'm just happy to know that there's anybody out there that would take time to, to listen to anything I have to say. And it's just, it's very flattering. So 
anybody that listens, you have a special place in my heart and I appreciate the shit out of you. Um, if you'd like to hear any more of my, uh, my ramblings or crazy thoughts, I'm also co-hosting a show with a former guest of this show. One, Mr. Tony Rager, uh, the God shaped mommy hole. That's a YouTube program. And, uh, you can look up GSMH productions or GSMH, uh, on YouTube and you can find that channel, subscribe, comment, just watch the shit. We talk about stuff, you know, we're both dudes around 30 just seeing life and trying to figure stuff out. So we have a good time with that guys. It's Sunday Got another fucking week. Uh, it was a big UFC last night, two successful champion defenses, big tree fall hard. Uh, heavyweight champion is still the heavyweight champion. That's pretty awesome. It's messed up, man. They made him the underdog. They thought he was going to lose and he beat the shit out of this dude. <laughs> it's got to be like the ultimate bitch slap for your company to be like, he's probably going to lose. And then you show up and just wreck somebody. So I guess that's what we all need to do sometimes. <laughs> just even when, when everybody's counting against you, you just shove it up their ass. And you go, I told you. I told you that was going to happen. You guys are dicks. Anyway, I'm rambling. I got to go to bed. You guys have a great week. We'll be back next time. Hopefully Saturday. Uh, with another episode of the Pope Boys podcast. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Y'all get the fuck out of here. My baby left me, I do it almost every day It's the only thing that i found that'll take the hurt away But how do you spell relief, John? I get D-R-U-N-K Well, every night about sundown, I get a pain down deep inside This old broken heart acts up, there's a hurting in my pride But I've found a surefire treatment That'll get me feeling right When your memory starts flaring up I just head for the neon lights How do you spell relief, David? Get D-R-U-N-K Lately since my baby left I do it almost every day It's the only thing that I found, John That'll take the hurt away Well, how do you spell relief? I just get D-R-U-N-K And it lasts me all night long It's the perfect medication For an ailment such as mine I forget about the tears I've cried When the whiskey hits my mind How do we spell relief? We get D-R-U-N
Later since my baby left me, I do it almost every day. Well, I tell you, Johnny, it's the only thing I've found that'll take the pain away. How do we spell relief? We get D-R-U-N-K. Well, how do we spell relief? We get D-R-U-N-K. Well, 